0: You're listening to the Collab Talk Podcast, episode 48 of the MVP BuzzChat series. In this episode, I'm talking with Office Apps and Services MVP, Oz Dussolet. <laughs> This is Christian Buckley with another MVP Buzz Chat, and it is a lovely Tuesday morning. I'm here with Oz. Hey, good morning! There,
1: all the way from Portland. That's right. Good morning. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me here. I'm
0: so sorry to drag you out of bed at this this time of uh, morning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I, I I'm draggable. I, I I will survive that. I'm res, I'm uh, durable. <laughs> Resilient. Yes.
0: Yes. Well, why don't you introduce yourself uh, for folks that don't know who you are and, and kind of your background
1: and uh, your specialty. All right. Dobro ucho. Minya Oscar Uh Good morning. I'm Oz du Soleil coming here from Portland, Oregon, and I'm an Excel MVP, and hopefully I'll be renewed this year because then I'll get the blue disc, meaning five years Woohoo, yes. Yeah. Yeah, been great to be an MVP. I've been working with Excel for about 20 years and uh, yeah, it's it's been exciting. I um, I feel blessed to have had Excel as my life ever since an, a layoff in 08. But my early days with Excel was data cleansing, realizing the stuff in the company's database was junk. Uh, reports were bad. Reports were causing all kinds of problems, either because of duplicate records, or the, are the reports didn't uh, reflect business rule changes. So, yeah, you know, it's. It, I've
0: seen in the last two, three weeks. Uh, so I've got uh, one cl- client and a couple companies I've worked with that they're promoting the fact that their value add is that data cleansing, that data cleanup. I come from a database world, you know. The first third of my career, data warehousing. Uh, I, I'm still, you know, whining, complaining about the shift from Excel from the proprietary macro language over to, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, over to the modern uh, uh, platform that we know here. Uh, okay. You know, okay. but uh, yeah, that, that goes back a ways.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and that was my baptism into Excel. Customers calling up with the same problems, and then I start digging in data and realize wait a minute, this report made sense back when the business rule was this, and now it's this. But now, you know, the the DBA isn't going to fix it, you know, it's going to take a lot to fix it. So I learned how to write a good enough query to get a data dump out and cleanse that data in Excel. And then uh that's when I was back in Chicago and uh then the company laid everybody off and moved to Lacrosse, Wisconsin, and um I've been on my own since oh eight and that introduced me to a lot more. You know, had I stayed in that job, um, I would have been a data cleansing fool, right? But then not much else.
0: Yeah, how'd you get involved with like the community stuff and how'd you find your way from Chicago to Portland? Walk long walk, long, long, long walk. uh, you're uh, playing way. that's right. Uh-huh. You can cart, well, you can cart your way out
1: there. Uh, um, the, yeah, that old, that old, uh, what do you call it? The, that that trail, the Oregon Trail, yeah, the Oregon manifest trail. destiny. Yeah, yeah, I was, uh, but I was about 100 years late. Um, no, so. <clears throat> You know, it was November 2013, when I was at the bottom. I had cussed at a client. Two big projects kept getting pushed off. They eventually happened, but they had like six months too late for me. Um, And I realized I have nothing attaching me to anything right now. I get to write a whole new future and i'm writing my whole new future in portland oregon cuz i had seen that i didn't need chicago's intensity anymore um i didn't want the cold weathers and digging my car out of the snow anymore so um so yeah when i started writing that new future it was going to be in portland oregon and the reason was um i'd lived in a lot of places um manhattan uh Orlando, Florida, Long Beach, California. I didn't like the sprawl. I didn't need any more intensity. And it felt like Portland would be perfect. And it has been. Well, and plus, Portland does have uh, the world's greatest bookstore, um,
0: Powell's. Powell's, Powell's, yeah. I, in fact, mm-hmm. every time I go through Portland, I have to go through Powell's. So I'm a, I'm a science fiction reader. And uh-huh. man, that, that is the collection of everything. Yeah, Ooh, it is.
1: Beautiful, beautiful.
0: As we were saying before the call started, you know, I was in Seattle for 12 years and uh, I would uh, uh, used to joke about how uh, every time I go down and visit friends or go through for business, how dead everything looked, dried out everything looked in Portland compared to the Seattle area, how green everything was there. But as a gardener, I have to say that I was so envious that you had like full growing seasons there that we did not have in Seattle. Yeah. I don't know if you have a chance if you get into gardening at all. that but...
1: no, I haven't done any gardening. Um, but I, that surprises me to hear about Seattle. But I haven't spent much time there. No,
0: it's just because it's always a, it's always wet, and so
1: it's most
0: people's lawns are more
1: moss than grass. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember the first time I went up there for a summit. It seemed like the same damn cloud was over Bellevue the <laughs> yeah. week l- a- after I left, you know, when I was leaving, it, it was there the day I got there. Same yeah. doggone cloud. Yeah, I didn't know what that thing wanted, but it shouldn't hung around.
0: Yeah, I have to say that uh, you know, while – and it was – I mean, it was – were you at Summit this year? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was hot, you know, beautiful yeah. weather, and then yeah. – it- you know right at the end of the week started raining again I was like well this is kind of that's what summers are like I mean it's it's uh four out of five days are just incredibly gorgeous weather mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and then it rains for half a day and then it clears up and then it's the yeah. incredibly gorgeous weather for a few wow. days it's uh it just love that you just have to be able to get through the long dark winters of being so high north and just being dark wow. so much but
1: but, you know, um, I pretty much moved to Portland sight unseen. I did some research and asked questions. And I thought about Portland, Seattle, um, Austin, Texas. Hmm. I figured in Texas, I might want wind up running into Carl Rove or something. <laughs> so I, I didn't go to Texas. Um, and then I picked uh, Portland and it's been perfect. I, about two months after I got here, I had to go to Seattle and realized I picked right because Seattle had that big city edge that I wanted to get away from. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: It's a, I mean, Portland definitely has that feeling of a smaller town. I mean, lower building. I mean, it's got the big buildings. It's got the downtown area, but Mm -hmm. the majority of it is, you know, it's, it's lower rise buildings and it has that more
1: community feel to it. Yep. Yep and um i do storytelling shows and at my last show the bartender from this uh cigar lounge that i go to she came to my storytelling show in big cities there's like this barrier like you know that you getting too familiar now are or, or we dating somehow but no you know just a regular friend i was glad to see her you know i felt like you know that wouldn't go happen in chicago well, so from
0: Summit, what, what were your takeaways that you could talk about, of course, that's happening? Like, what exciting advances in the Excel world? I mean, there's one feature that, um, I don't know if it's out there, if it's available yet. Um, it, they talked about it. There was a blog post about it, about the ability to go and, like, uh, uh, snap a picture on a table. And it, right. the OCR it pulls it in and embeds that within a, a, a table. Right. You know, what kind of exciting things have been happening in the Excel
1: world? Dynamic arrays and a new calculation engine. It is beautiful. Um, I've got a course on the LinkedIn slash Linda library about dynamic arrays. Being able to write one formula and have the results spill into other cells and other columns. Other, you know, it's beautiful. Beautiful. The
0: dynamic arrays, it sounds like something that is akin to the flux capacitor. What is that actually?
1: What is that? All right. So um, for one thing, there is seven new functions, and one of them is called filter. All right. So if I have a range of data, I can write the filter function and then have that filter function filter that array, that, that range of data, but over here. Right. So if I have... A bunch of houses with the square footage, the addresses, and everything in one place. I can say filter for square footage above 2,000 square feet. And over here, that one formula will filter that whole range of data. Mm -hmm. So if you got 50 addresses over here and 10 fit the criteria all 10 of them show up with all of the columns wow. yeah yeah but it also works um with existing functions
0: hmm.
1: right so um you can do a vlookup one vlookup against an entire range of data right just write one formula and it fills in everything
0: no, it's I, I, so another feature that, I, you know, it's just really cool to see demo too, is where it's, you know, the, the AI capability, uh, the, the online connected piece of this is able to go in and say, oh, I see what you're trying to do with this column and then go and pull the, the similar data in and format it, um, you know, in, in a similar way. So you go there, so it's, it almost, it sees where you're
1: going with your formatting and- The flash field. Right, and the flash fill. Oh boy! That's a beautiful thing. yeah, that's been out for a few a uh, few um a few new versions of Excel, and more people do need to know about it.
0: yeah it's well it's it's again there's there's a Excel's always been one of those products where there is so much depth, there are so yeah. many different features, yeah. and yeah. Where, where most people just barely scratch the surface of what they're using it for it. Good
1: uh, God. Yeah. yeah. And, and
0: so, but like you said there's, uh, the, one of the problems that you have in, uh, well, and this may be my perception, but there seem to be fewer people going by the DBA title these days. It's harder okay. to find. A lot of organizations don't have those, you know, okay. those people on staff. And so the need to be able to go in there and clean up the you know, yeah. your data, again, it, it impacts all of your reporting. It's it's you might have good data, but
1: very dirty data, and you're not going to- Now, gonna- now how, how do you distinguish between you might have good data, but dirty data? What well, you-
0: it's, it's that it's uh, the, the formatting. So you're not going to get the results if you have like abbreviations are different uh, and titles are different. Uh, if, if the classification, uh, you know, is off. Yeah. And so, you know, normally you'd have, uh, you know, a data analysts or DBAs that would go in and, uh, uh, you know, clean that up and uh, normalize that data. So then you could push it through and get the reports that you need. So you might have just generically, you know, a hundred lines of data with a hundred different customers pull the report up, but only be saying, seeing the report based off of 30 of that 100 Mm-hmm. Because the data doesn't fit in a way your report is failing to yeah. bring that you know, together.
1: And see, I, I have this vision, right? It's the post-apocalypse, right? The, the huddled people all dirty and smelly and, and in need, right? So you got the IT people who can be in the cave or in the abandoned building, like holding things together at a macro level. But then it's the Excel users who are nimble, and badasses and have to go out in the streets and go steal some water or go cut somebody's head off because they've been messing with everybody. Excel users can do that um, because- are you, are you saying that the Excel people are like the Mad Max of, of data? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. We got to go out there and deal with stuff and I didn't know that DBAs were uh, reducing in numbers. I just knew that. That's just my observation. Well, my observation as the Mad Max of the data world was we had to go to Charles. Okay, we want data about this company and this product line over this amount of time. Charles says, I can get that to you in three days. Okay, three days. We get the report, and in 10 minutes, we see this just leads us to needing another report. Now we got to go to Charles again and wait three days. No, no. I can write a query, and it's not going to be as neat and as straightforward to look at as the one Charles generates. Mine is going to be a data dump that starts with 30 columns and 60,000 rows that I'm going to have to clean up. But I can do that, and we don't have to go through Charles anymore.
0: Well, the, and that's the, uh, you know, just the, we're, we live in a world now of the, of the business applications. You have, you know, the end user and power user driven applications. Yeah. Excel has always been that. I mean, Excel has been, I think this is Microsoft's strategy, is to be on the, 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 the tip of the spear of the democratization of data. Yeah. So, no longer do you have to go to that reporting team, to that analytics team to go and get that. You have access to that data, you have the ability to go in there and a little bit of knowledge, you know, sort, filter, clean that, that data and get exactly what you're looking for and yep. like, build those reports on your own. Yep. So it, it's really just part of the extended kind of business app, you know, uh, yep. view of
1: the world that Microsoft is uh, building out these days. And then the thing is, I always have to be that voice that says, you know what? Not everybody is an enterprise. You know, I've gone to the five person nonprofit who has an IT person who works part time. And her role is to keep the website up. She's not the traditional IT person. I've had this situation, you know, like, why are me you bringing me in as an Excel guy to make uh, reports I hear you talking about your IT person. No, she just keeps the website up. Reports, she's not touching it. Oh, okay, okay. So a lot of this enterprise level stuff, it doesn't mean a doggone thing for small entities like that. So there is um, Excel, Power Query, Power Pivot, Dropbox, you know, getting a whole lot of stuff done the rogue way. Right. You know, I'm a big proponent of going rogue
0: well that's why you have again so much Microsoft is, is banking so much on uh, you know on the tools and the, the office suite of course but you know power bi uh, you know the power suite um, you know mm-hmm. power apps and flow uh, it's it, again a lot of this stuff is this it's a self-service model it's people having this little bit of knowledge of being able to go out and do these things for themselves so they're not bogged down by waiting for that formal IT request yeah. to go through yeah. and for them to figure out. Let them go and, and worry about the, the, the big ticket items. Keep the portal up and running. Uh, the, the, if there are servers remaining or the services that you're subscribed to, make sure that the quality of service is there for the employees. But Otherwise, get out of the way of the business people that know what they need and are are really with a little, that little bit of knowledge, best suited to go and solve those those problems
1: but right. and see, this is where I feel like data literacy needs to be talked more about, yeah but aside from all these tools, because these tools didn 't always exist, but somehow pyramids got built, and we figured how around the world is without all of this stuff, uh, but people need to know their data and know their numbers. Um, because I still see a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, a person has done all kind of fancy analysis. And then I look and see, are you aware of all these duplicate records? They're probably puffing up these numbers that you've calculated. Um, and then the normalization you talk about, I went to build something for a small company that was like, three full-time people and a whole bunch of part-time contractors. Um, And they had VEG, veg, vegetarian, veggie. Okay, we got to pick one. Which one doesn't matter, but it's got to be one. Or I've got to build extra tools and charge you extra for being able to manage all of those things. But see, that's where... Data literacy would have helped them so much more than whatever software, you know, they, they are not thinking about data quality.
0: Well, hey, and, and that's, the, that's the kind of stuff that, uh, and I don't mean to you know, sound crass about it, but, you know, it keeps a lot of consultants um, busy. There's going to be that, that kind of work. Yeah. And sometimes, look, the, just the economy is that it might be cheaper just to bring in that outside expert to do that cleanup. You know, yep. once in a while, but it's uh, recognizing that it does need to be done. And it's a constant effort, too, because we're constantly adding to that data. It's not like it ever stands
1: still. Yes, yep. and, and, yep. a- and that's where business rules change. And then somebody's got to be aware because, um, man, there was one time. So we would manage this curriculum and people were getting uh, these professional designations. And then the governing body said, in these states, this one course is going to be optional. But when they made that decision, it didn't get routed to the person who, won. needed to uh, know that the rule changed so that then they would send out the right certificates for people, but also the report. Nobody changed the report. And that's another example of where I said, stop sending that report i'll show somebody how to get a data dump and clean it up them damn cells. right because we because all of a sudden to fix a report now we got to go through green light committees and fuss about who's gonna be paying the i.t people out of their what budget no stop yes, we're gonna, gonna mad max service. this thing and end yep. problems yeah, but learn how to do it.
0: Self-service is you know, the way to go with a lot of these, these things. It it's, uh, yeah, de- definitely helps solve a lot of those, those problems. And, but I think you, you make a great point about the, the data literacy. I mean, people need to understand you know, why it is that the, they're getting the results that they are. And, and in some respects, to never be satisfied with the data that you're seeing you know, to right. say like, you know, hey, what else can we do to improve on this? What else can we go and add to this? Mm-hmm. My, beginning of my career doing, uh you know, data warehousing, working for the phone company for Pacific Bell, you know, that's all that we did was we were constantly going to have conversations of, you know, trying to join together various data sources. Yeah. I mean, I did a massive GIS upgrade in like 94, 95, 95. Oh, yeah. um, and you know, just these massive projects of doing that. All you did was data cleanup, run the report, let these, these power tools, um, let the end users go in there, um, ask questions about it, test out the quality of that, yeah. clean back and clean it up more. And you, you're talking incredible. my
1: language, Jack. Never yeah. ending cycle there. So. No, it's not. And um, oh, but but something else, i um, going back to the summit and what's going on. Um, cause man, that's data cleansing stuff. I can talk forever about what I'll say is that, that you, you're getting into people, processes, tools, and Excel is just a tool. All is just tools. sometimes the process is messed up and being clear about what's going on here, because I don't want to have to build a tool when I might be able to change something somewhere in the process, right? Collect this or don't collect this or collect this in this field or whatever um, that can do a whole lot more than, um, yeah, well, I, I, so
0: you're, I talk about that. People process technology all the time because I, one point that I always make is that you can have people that know their stuff. They're, you know, they, they are on board. They understand the, the data and you can have your know, decent process and you can have then ancient technology and yet it can still work because if they understand what's there and what needs to be done and the process, they get it, but you can have the best technology and decent process, but the people are
1: not on board and you're going to fail. Yep. And yep. I went into a small company um, and they were running their business on index cards in drawers like they did when they started the company in the mid sixties, they had a database, that they all rejected because they were buddies right and then what is linda gonna do now that this damn database is here there's no need for linda no out with the database but their records were pristine they didn't want to hear about excel or nothing and i just had to respect it because they had their ancient tool and his people and their processes and everything worked but um, in also in the summit, instead of all doing all Excel, I did three PowerPoint sessions. Hmm. Beautiful stuff. Because I do a lot of video, right? I have my video channel Excel, my YouTube channel Excel on Fire, and I even have a Camtasia course. And part of that course involves bringing together Camtasia and PowerPoint, and those 3D animations in PowerPoint, whoa, they're powerful, um, and I've been using them in my videos, and so I'll give you something, is uh, bringing in the 3D animated shark in PowerPoint, turn the, screen, the slide green, record it, take it over to Camtasia, remove the green now you got a shark swimming in whatever you're trying to do
0: nice i'll have to, yes I'll have to go try that out well, yes so so as what's if people want to find out more about you stuff that you do where can they find you um
1: blog website um uh, social what's the best way to find you the best way is my youtube channel excel on fire and um my uh LinkedIn page. Let's look up Oz Dussoleux. I'm there.
0: Excellent, and we'll provide links as well in the description. Oz is great getting to know you, and, uh, and yeah, it, it's a. Uh, I talk a lot about the Office Productivity Suite, and we're you know often I we do a, I do a productivity webinar with Tom Duff, um, formerly of Portland. He's now in uh, Minneapolis. Uh, moved last year, but. Um, yeah, it's uh, you know people love those those productivity tips when we share those. Yeah, yeah. But really appreciate your time, and uh, we'll see you soon.
1: Yep, thank you. Whoa!